Well, hello there, friend, and welcome to the My Adoption Coach podcast. I am so glad that you decided to join us today. My name is Amanda, and I'm an adoption profile expert. I help hopeful adoptive families create, edit, and share their adoption profiles with expectant families so that you can match faster. I do this by giving you step-by-step resources to help you all along your adoption journey. So let's dive right in. If we haven't met yet, my name is Amanda and I'm an adoption profile expert. I've worked in marketing for some of the largest brands in the world for well over 20 years. And I have a bachelor's and master's in journalism and a deep passion for connecting expectant families and hopeful adoptive families. I've spent well over a thousand hours talking with expectant and birth families to understand why they pick certain families over another. I've taken that experience and my passion for adoption to help hopeful adoptive families tell their stories through the creation and sharing of their adoption profiles. If you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, please click the little three dots in the top right-hand corner if you're listening to this on Apple and click follow the show. That's going to allow you to be notified each week when I release new episodes. If you are trying to match your adoption through an adoption agency, an adoption attorney, consultant, or even self-matching your adoption, you may be wondering what does a post Roe versus Wade world mean for your adoption? That's exactly what we're going to talk about in this episode. So before we dive into today's episode, I want to just level set what we're talking about. I have consulted several different resources to understand what could the overturning of Roe versus Wade mean for adoption. Now, a few disclaimers. I am not an adoption attorney, period, full stop. (laughs) So anything that I share with you here, I will give you the links to what I found so that you can do your own research. And most importantly, you can talk to your adoption attorney. Second, we are not talking about pro-life versus pro-choice. I am simply gathering facts to help hopeful adoptive families determine what the impact of this overturning of this federal legislation could mean for them. Again, do your own research. There are other ways that you can support expectant parents um, that are considering placing their child for adoption or looking for resources on abortion. That is your individual choice. You can volunteer at different um, centers, pregnancy crisis centers. You can make sure there's access to affordable or free mental health services and other pregnancy-related services in your local community as a way to give give back and support those that may be in need or in crisis as a result of this. I am not going to give you a step-by-step of what to do as a result of this legislation being overturned. Instead, I'm going to arm you with some facts so that you can make choices of what is right for you and your family, what feels good and authentic to you. Okay, so the first thing I want to acknowledge as well is that there is no direct correlation because Roe versus Wade has been overturned. Now there will be X number of new um, available opportunities to match with from an adoption perspective. There are tons of different factors that go into this. I'm also not suggesting that adoption and abortion are interchangeable because we all know that they are not, regardless of your political views. I do think it's important to think about just the total landscape that we're talking about here. Now, unfortunately, just like adoption, there are no hard and fast, like one stop place for resources or excuse me, statistics on abortion. 
I did find sp- some statistics that I'm going to share with you on Pew Research, and I'll share in the blog post that accompanies this video, I'll share the links to the actual um, resources that I found. So if you want a link to the blog post, look down in the show notes. So basically below where you're watching this video, if you're watching it on your phone, you're going to need to hit the little triangle button kind of right below the video where it's playing, and there will be a link down there that'll show you. Okay. So Pew Research consults the CDC and what's called gut matcher, I think is how you say it, um, for their actual source of their statistics. And uh, apparently the statistics in this uh, field are also out of date, similar to adoption. And the most recently reported was either 2019 or 2020. So the Pew Research um, Center for Research quotes the Center for Diseases Control and says that in 2019, there were 629,898 abortions performed um, and that this is slightly up from 2018 and slightly by being like, um, oh, let's see, that's about 10,300 um, abortions kind of between 2018 and 2019. And Gutmatcher is saying that they're quoting uh, figures from 2020, and they're saying that there's 930,160 abortions, which was up from 916,460 in 2019. Again, each of these two different services uses a pretty dramatically different methodology in order to determine the number of abortions that were performed. Um, it, I don't know which is right. <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. But what I do want you to hear me say is, yes, while there are hundreds of thousands of abortions that happen every year, that does not equate to hundreds of thousands more adoption opportunities that come about. Because we know that there will still be those uh, states that allow abortion. There will still be those states that allow for medically necessary abortion, even if they have a trigger law or ban adoption, or excuse me, a ban abortion. We'll talk about what a trigger law is in a minute. Um, And it's also important to note that according to um, the U.S. News and World Report, that the year before Roe versus Wade um, became federally, you know, mandated, so 1972, that 41% of women had abortions in states where it was allowed, where they had traveled across state lines to go get it. So they lived in a state where it was not legally allowed, and so they traveled to another state. So 41% of total abortions in 1972 were someone outside of the state in which they lived. So, um, again, we're not going to get into the argument or the debate on access and opportunity and all of those things, but I do think it's important to know, um, like, the total landscape of abortions in a year, because that is a question that, honestly, several of you were asking in my DMs yesterday. As a matter of fact, over 300 of you reached out to me yesterday and asked questions, and I apologize that I've not been able to get back to everyone, um, but I wanted to share this video with you because these were the questions that you were asking me. You were asking how many new adoption opportunities are going to come about as a result of this. And I'm not trying to be flippant when I say I have no idea, but I literally have no idea. Um, So again, I did some research to help arm you so that you could determine what you think as a result of that. So next, um, you you know, the next question that I got from everybody was, okay, I'm self-matching my adoption. What does this mean? Or 
I'm matching, you know, I'm hoping to adopt what does this mean for me in a post Roe versus Wade world? So there are a few things that you need to understand that I'm going to walk you through next. There are three to be specific. One, you need to understand what a trigger law is and what states have them. Two, you need to understand, um, are there any restrictions as it relates to adoption in certain states? And specifically, I'm going to talk to you about self-matching because that was the question I got a lot yesterday. So what states that have trigger laws also have laws that allow you to self-match? And then third, of those states that have trigger laws that allow you to self-match, which states also allow you to advertise um, that you are hoping to adopt? So let's start at the beginning. So what does a post Roe versus Wade world mean when you are, um, you know, self-matching your adoption? The first thing again is trigger laws. So what is a trigger law? A trigger law means that when there is federal legislation on the books, so to speak, that there are states that have laws set up ready to enact or ready to go whenever the federal law changes. So because Roe versus Wade has been something that we've all been talking about for a while now, there were 13 states that had laws that were ready to go into impact, into effect once those that federally mandated um, law was overturned. So in the um, kind of the impact or when they go into effect really varied by states. Some states had laws that went into effect immediately. So like the state of Arkansas, as soon as the federal law was overturned, the state of Arkansas immediately had a trigger law that banned abortion. There are other states that have them set up for 30, 60 or 90 days out. But what is important to know that there are 13 states that have trigger laws, and I'm going to consult my notes so that I don't get this wrong. Um, and I should also give a big disclaimer to say that these, this is as of the recording of this video, which is June 25th, 2022. And on the blog post, I will continually update the laws uh, or the states that have trigger laws and things that come about and update the map resource that I'll have for you there too. Um, I just won't re-record the video every time there's an update, obviously. So the 13 states that have trigger laws in place are Arkansas, Idaho, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, Oklahoma, North Dakota, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, and Wyoming. Again, each one of those has a different time period and a different definition for what goes into effect and when. And you can read more about that over on the blog post where I consult a New York Times article as kind of the source of that information. Okay, next, it's important for you to know of those 13 states, which of them allow self-matching? That was a really uh, popular question in my direct messages yesterday. And there are nine of the 13 that allow you to self-match your adoption. So if you're not familiar with what self-matching is, self-matching basically means that a hopeful adoptive family finds an expectant family to match with. And you are not using an adoption agency to facilitate the match or even an adoption attorney to facilitate the match. You do, however, still need an adoption attorney to make sure that you're legal. 
I do highly recommend that you also have other sources of support for your expected family as it relates to counseling services, as it relates to potentially, um, you know, setting them up with medical resources that they might need and things of that nature. If you want to learn more about how to self-match your adoption, I have tons of other videos on this channel about that. You can just head to the playlist section and I have um, a kind of a playlist of videos that say how to self-match and you can learn more about that there. Okay. So now back to what are the nine states that have trigger laws that also allow for self-matching? The states are Arkansas, Louisiana, Missouri, Mississippi, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, and Wyoming. Now, again, these states could change the laws at any time, but that is as of recording of this video, June 25th, 2022. Now, Understanding that you can self-match in those states, there are states that allow for you to use paid advertising to share your adoption profile. Now, of the 13 states that have trigger laws, the nine states that allow self-matching, there are seven states that allow for actually using advertising to self-match your adoption. Now, you may be wondering, what in the world is that and how do I do that? So um, advertising for self-matching your adoption tends to happen most often through social media ads. That is where my clients that use um, advertising in their self-matching journey actually find, you know, their matches. We work together on creating their profile. We, and then I teach them how to create and run their own Facebook ads campaign and Instagram. And then they use that and self-match that way. Now, I will say that I still have a great number of clients that we work together on their self-matching profile and that they match without using ads. But those that match faster do use social media ads. Again, if you want to learn more about that, there are tons of videos on this channel. Um, or you can head on over to the My Adoption Coach Facebook group where we'll be talking a lot more about that this week. But these seven states that allow that have trigger laws that allow for self-matching and advertising are Arkansas, Missouri, Mississippi, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Tennessee, and Wyoming. Those states legally allow you to advertise without working with an advertise or without working with an adoption agency that you are hoping to adopt. Again, the intention of today's episode was to arm you with some facts to help you understand really what does uh, a post Roe versus Wade world mean for your self-matching adoption, because that is what you're curious about. I have tons of resources that give you step-by-step both here in the YouTube channel, but I also know that we will be talking live several times in my Facebook group this week, answering all the questions that you have. So if you're looking for more step-by-step resources, please head on over to the My Adoption Coach Facebook group. Remember, anything's possible with the right plan and support, and I'm here and have your back every step of the way. I'll see you soon.